0: This episode is brought to you by Clavio.com. It's an email marketing tool that I've been using for the past year or so with my marketing clients. And what I like about it is that it can integrate with a shopping cart, order history, so that's easy to segment, optimize, and personalize, and even measure your email marketing campaign. So besides of the basic e-commerce email flows like cart abandonment, upsells, winbacks, and all that stuff, you can also retarget people on Facebook that haven't opened your email campaigns to get them to come back to your store, which is pretty cool. And that's just one of the many things that Klaviyo can do and why thousands of store owners have used them, so check them out for free today. clavio.com, uh, K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com, and it's free for your first 100 users, so make sure to sign up for that today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Terry Lynn here today with Chris Jones from unoboy.com. We're gonna talk about product photography and how to hack this mother trucker that's, uh keeps a lot of people from starting out. So, Chris, what's going on, man?
1: Not much. Thanks for thanks for having me. It's cool to talk. Yeah, so
0: you reached out to my co-host Travis about this uh, ar- article that you wrote a couple years ago, I think a year ago, and it was about how to make breathtaking photography without DIYing yourself, right? So how would you get into this whole thing, and what's your store
1: about? My store is uh, Beck Sport, and it's B-E-C-S-P-O-R-T, and uh, I've, I've started a couple of stores since then, uh, sold one or two. But that's still my main focus, uh, and that's what that's what I spend all my time on uh, on trying to grow. And uh, I got into e-commerce. I guess, gosh, it's coming up on two years. I didn't really realize that, um, but I had some I had some interesting successes early on, and uh, so I write about them. Uh, I'm I was a writer before I got into e-commerce, and so I just write about them on my blog unoboy.com. And uh, one of the things that I figured out early on is that. Everybody who gets into e-commerce has terrible photos. And if, and if you were listening to this, no offense, I mean, I, I was the same way. Um, you know, I was trying to do it on my iPhone and, and uh, you know, trying to do it on the cheap. Everybody that I see out there has terrible photos. So I started trying to learn photography. I get into something, I'm like obsessive, and so I like I can become very good at something very quickly. I, I don't say that to brag, it's just one of the, the rare skill sets that I have. But what I realized... Even if you get really good at photography, it's incredibly time-consuming. So, you know, there's a zillion and one do-it-yourself product photography guides. You'll see them on Pinterest. You'll see them if you Google product photography. I think Shopify shares a bunch of them, and they teach you how to, like, how to like make these special light boxes from, you know, ordinary household objects or stuff that you can find in the Home and Garden Center and Walmart, and the truth is... It's really cool stuff. Like I appreciate that people go to the trouble to write stuff like that. But the problem is it's so time consuming, even if you end up being good at it and not everyone will. Okay. But even if you end up being good at it, it's so time consuming that it really takes your focus from some of the more important aspects of, of, uh, of e-commerce and starting a you know, starting a store and trying to turn a
0: profit. Yeah. Realize that even like getting your own camera, waiting for it to come, You know, learning how to use the manual settings, automatic settings, whatever, focus, aperture, like that'll take you like easily like probably a month just to grasp it, and then, you know, then then you take hundreds of photos that are probably all unusable, and then you end up wasting so much time. Yeah,
1: I think there's a certain glamour to like like I don't know if you've ever taken a really good picture before, but you get like this like immense sense of pride when you take like a really great photo, and there's kind of like a sex appeal to to being a do-it-yourself photographer and you know you feel really proud and it's I think and now look nobody take offense to this but I think that when you're starting out you know everybody's a little insecure about their business and so they feel like photography is the one thing that they can take over that you know they feel proud of and that'll be a huge success and so they ignore things like uh, you know like marketing themselves and putting themselves out there and they just focus all their time on on photography. So that's why I wrote the guide and it's basically the best do it yourself guide to photography is don't do it yourself. And so I wrote a whole guide about how I outsourced my uh, my first big photo shoot.
0: Yeah, well I think a lot of it also comes down to just maybe like you know, uh, blissful ignorance of knowing what goes into being a photographer slash even on an amateur level too because I guess like you you know you think I'll start my website on my own right I'll go to Shopify I'll sign up on Instagram I'll you know get Instagrams or whatever and then all right I'll do my own photos and you kind of just think that it's this simple thing and then you know probably a month in you realize it's this whole nother more like a craft I guess um than just you know marketing your store and actually working on what's important too
1: yeah and the better you get at it the, like the more time consuming it is it's not like it gets not like it gets easier it gets more time consuming
0: yeah, I I feel like unless maybe like you've had some trade experience with it, like you've done it for ten years before, now you're doing a store. Maybe you have some things you can say, but even then, the time time wasted on just setting everything up and all that stuff. There's probably better things you can do too. So, anyway, let's get into the guide. So, a couple of points I want to talk about in the guide. Uh, first one was, I guess, knowing beautiful photography when you see it. So, what's your point with this one?
1: Um, yeah. So I was I sat down and I wrote the guide and I and I thought you know some people are born with like an artistic eye you know they just have that aesthetic eye and and they they can see something that is beautiful and they can instantly recognize it and then the truth that like a lot of people just aren't born with it and hopefully you can be self-aware enough to know when when you ain't got it when you try to design your own logo and it turns out a wreck or people should be self-aware and self-aware enough to know whether they can uh they can recognize a beautiful photo or not. So you got to be able to recognize what's good and what's bad. And so I had like a like a short exercise in the guide that's basically like, okay, which which of these two photos is is the better photo? And you know, like any other skill, it's something that you can train. So before you get into outsourcing your photography, you gotta you gotta train yourself a little bit to know, okay, what makes a great e-commerce photo? Like what makes a photo that's going to sell my product? And so uh, I give a couple of like tips on. If you don't, if you're not naturally born with a great design eye, then you need to you need to spend a little bit of time, you know, like maybe like a half an hour um, scanning through different photos and asking yourself, okay, what makes this photo good versus versus the other photos? Does that make sense? Yeah, I
0: remember your guide was just a bowl of noodles, right? And it was like, which one looks better?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't even know why I came up with that, but there was like. There was like one that was like beautiful food photography, which is something I'm interested in, and it was like this this beautiful like lo mein with mushrooms and chicken and like the little herb garnish and whatever on a black plate. And then the the alternative photo was like you know like takeout lo mein that looks like it looks like human brains or something, and it was sitting in like a like a white styrofoam dirty dirty plastic container with like a, like the takeout fortune cookies laying on the table in the background. Just looks like totally unappetizing. And so that was like, obviously that's an exaggerated example, um, but you gotta you gotta start taking notes on what makes you know what makes a great looking photo because um, you gotta know at least a little bit about what makes a great photo before you start outsourcing and and entrusting your photos to somebody else.
0: Yeah, even on like a side topic here, living in Asia, like with the amount of selfies that girls take here, like. You know, you always have the friend on Facebook that takes a selfie with the camera like under his nose right? and it's looking up at his face. And you're like, oh, my God, this is, this is such a bad photo. And then
1: Why is that the most popular gym selfie? So like dudes will sit on the bench and they're like they're they're sweaty and they're obviously like tired and they take a picture like from directly under their face. I, I do not get it. Exactly.
0: Then there's like no light on your face. You're looking up your nose and it's all these shadows too. Right? <laughs> but like, well, it just goes back to what you said, right? Like developing the sense uh, to make that muscle stronger too. And so one thing you said in that guide was also uh, researching competitor photos too, right?
1: I think you should go out to whoever the, the biggest, best brand is in your space. So in my space, you know, I sell premium minimalist activewear in my space. Brand, of course, is Lululemon. And so I went out and I, I made like a whole study, you know, me and my yellow notepad and a pen. And I just scanned through their product photos for like for like a couple of hours before I even got into, you know, recruiting a photographer and doing all the the, the cool stuff. I just made a study of like what makes the photos good. And so I actually I could share it with you, but I still have um, a Google Docs note from way back when when I. Uh, When I said okay, so these are the different angles that you want to take. You know, you want your models to stand in, so you can you can kind of become a uh, a producer, even though you're not going to take the photos. You can produce the photo shoot, and so uh, I have this whole thing of like example shots, you know, poses that I wanted people to to strike. Where I had different you know different examples of the photos. Um, I also noticed so in activewear. So if you're selling fashion, you'll notice that they don't. You know, obviously, if you're selling like let's say you have a t-shirt shop. You don't just take a picture of your model with a t-shirt on all right, Porky pig in it, okay, when the rest of is naked. okay you have to you have to combine it with a whole outfit. And so you got to take note of the best people in the industry what sort of outfits do they do they pair it with, okay? And so I had to take notes of stuff like that. And so I basically came up and I and I envisioned the entire photo shoot before I even started recruiting models or photographers for free.
0: Is there any way you kind of save your inspiration in like different folders or different lists or how do you go about that?
1: Well, I started making a uh, list of notes on, I really prefer paper, but when it came to saving photos, obviously you can't save photos on a, on a piece of paper. And so I just used Google Docs. I just created a, uh, a uh, Google Docs, uh, like a Word file. And I did that because I... I knew that ultimately I wanted to share it with my photographer and with my model so they kind of knew what to expect. And I found that that's probably the easiest thing to use uh, as far as like sharing it with other people. So I just use Google Docs.
0: So let's talk about a little bit about asking for the shoots. So you're talking about finding photos that you like, uh, studying them and really getting an idea of how to produce a shoot. Cause I feel like one thing, it's one thing to like get a photographer and be like, hey, just do me a shoot. When he has no idea what kind of style you want, what inspiration to go to. So I think the, all the research you do really helps in taking this to the next step too, right?
1: Yeah, so here's, here's, one, here's one little tip. When you're recruiting a photographer for free, typically you're not going to get somebody. You can get a professional photographer for free, by the way, and I'll, and I'll kind of share that how you know share how to do that if you want me to. But uh, when you get a free photographer, you're not going to get a professional product photographer. All right. So one of the one of the things is that you're going to get somebody who wants to be a, prof, uh, a product photographer. Uh, but just hasn't gotten into it yet. So they'd like to build their portfolio, and that's how you're going to be able to get them for free. Is that you know you make it a win-win situation. So they're going to they're going to have great technical ability, but it won't necessarily be their forte to take product photos. And so you're going to have to know what you want going into it. And so basically, like the quick and dirty guide is you want it on a white background, and you don't have to get super fancy about this. If you just literally hang a hang a white bedsheet behind your uh, behind your uh, subject um, and you have lots of natural light or fluorescent light, which is the closest thing, the closest approximation to natural light, if you do that, then there's a little company called Pixie and we can talk about them later and they'll remove the backgrounds for really cheap and you can put them on any other kind of background to like match your website or whatever. So number one, use a white background and so that could just be like a bed sheet that you hang, um, you know, wherever you're doing the photo shoot. Um, you want to make sure that your product is. So I, I use the phrase the product, the whole product, and nothing but the product. So a lot of people will like put like ten different accessories on the model, you know, a, a handbag and a and, sh- and super cool shoes and a hat. And when you look at the when you look at the model, you're like, well, what are they selling exactly? Are they, you know. So you want to make sure that even though your your product might be paired. And obviously I'm talking about clothing. This uh, would be different if you're selling like some kind of different like gadget or a physical product. But whatever your product is paired with or whoever's using it or holding it whatever kind of model you got, you want to make sure that it's obvious to whoever's looking at the photo what is being featured here. And uh, I use Nordstrom as an example in the guide because I I consider them like absolute grandmasters of of e-commerce. And they're really good at pairing great outfits. And again, I'm speaking specifically to fashion here. But they're really great at pairing like nice looking uh, what what am I trying to say? nice looking outfits together, but they make sure that whatever whatever is not being sold, whatever the, whatever is not the product is like really m- muted and neutral and and not and not flashy. And so it's really obvious what what the thing is that they're trying to sell, what the product is.
0: Move on to talent recruitment a little bit. So we talked a little bit about recruiting uh, photographers. So how about uh, say the model, the venue and equipment and actual
1: product? Okay, so well, obviously, the product you should have your own product, so we'll we'll skip over that. Um I'll tell you this, models are dead easy to recruit, all right? And I think it's just uh, that if you ask somebody to be a model for you, they're so flattered that they don't even think about <laughs> they don't even think about asking for pay. All right. I will give you one I will give the listeners one tip. all right. So normally, what happens is you need models and you're like, oh, I'm gonna ask my friend Ashley, um. And she, you know, she's so beautiful. Okay. Don't ask your friends. I mean, a few of us have like, like super beautiful friends, I guess, uh, you know, like truly beautiful people. That's fine. Okay. But as a rule, don't ask your friends, go outside of your, your, you know, your small circle and ask around for people who meet, you know, not just, not just pretty people because a model needs to be, they need to have a certain physique. They need to have like a certain shape and size. And so, don't just ask your pretty friends. Okay, go outside your your tiny little personal uh, circle, and uh, you know, ask around your network uh, for. And again, this goes back to doing your research. You know, find find models that basically fit the fit the bill. All right, and uh, and so that's what I'd recommend. But you normally don't have to offer pay for for models. But like, if you're selling, at, you know, activewear like I do. Go ask for like really fit people. You know, ask for somebody who's like a semi pro in the sport. Um, because the truth is, he probably doesn't get asked to model very often. He'd like to have professional photos of himself, and he's not going to ask for pay because, you know, because he doesn't do it professionally. All right. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: And one thing, too, is that being beautiful and knowing how to pose with a camera are like very different things, too. Oh,
1: that's true, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, because you can see some girls who look great but they don't know how to pose like look at the camera right or you know do this twist or do their face and you know like the more you learn about it the more you realize how much it is with the photographer and like setting up the shot and
1: no that's that's totally true so i got lucky i actually know a couple of like like on the verge of of they could compete professionally in crossfit and uh you know they're like professional trainers and so they have like the look and everything and so i was able to recruit them fairly easily but i've never really heard of anybody who followed my guide having trouble recruiting models normally the real trouble comes in finding you know finding a, a photographer who's who's professional or semi-professional who wants to work for free
0: yeah and i think especially with like the models if they're kind of like a semi like you know rising celebrity or wanting to build their own brand like they can use these photos for their own instagram or whatever they want on their other profiles too
1: yeah so that's the other thing is i just let everyone know say look whatever we produce from this from this photo shoot you're welcome to keep and you can use it however you want i don't care i'm just going to use the use it for product photography and for my instagram content
0: exactly and if you want to tag us hey that'd be awesome too right free eyeballs yeah absolutely
1: yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So all right,
0: so let's move on a little bit. So we talked about model, photographer. Uh, how about equipment?
1: So I actually so there's there's some minimal equipment that you might need. Like, you know, like the bed sheet. Okay. So you need some kind of background. Um, you might need like a tripod or whatever. But this is where it comes to when you're recruiting a photographer, a lot of people are like, Oh, well, my uncle takes great photos, so I'm gonna ask him. All right, and he has no no equipment, and so you have to rent all the equipment for from, 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 you know for him, and you end up with a substandard product because your uncle's not really that good, and you had to rent all this all this equipment for him, and so you didn't really save any money. All right, and so this is actually really important. I recommend that you go with the most professional photographer that you can find because they're going to have all this equipment, and you're not going to have to, you know, you're not going to have to make it happen or rent it for them. All right, so the better photographer you can find you know like on the sliding scale of of uh, semi professional to professional, the better they are, the more equipment they're gonna have and the less that they're gonna depend on you to to bring stuff for them so I actually recommend don't don't invest in a bunch of equipment instead just ask a better photographer.
0: One thing that we're going over is that we're talking about kind of your vanilla product photography in a white background right would all this apply to like say lifestyle photos too
1: yeah, so this isn't something we got into yet, but when i when I did my first photo shoot for Becksport, and i and I got like the big like two thousand dollars style photo shoot, and I didn't spend any money out of pocket for it. Um, but when i when I had it done, I knew that I didn't want to just take the product photos that I could like post on my website for selling the products, is that I also wanted to get a boatload of Instagram content so that it wasn't something I would have to worry about anymore. And so uh, I recommend everybody else do the same. So I made sure that the venue that I chose was actually a gym where on one side of the gym, we could set up, you know, we could set up uh, a bunch of, uh, you know, like the apparatus, like the bed sheet and whatever. So that, you know, so that they could take the, the pictures on a, on a white ba- or on a neutral background. And then on the other side of the gym, they could actually, we could get action shots you know, wearing the apparel that I was trying to get shots of. And so I would get a bunch of really cool action photos that then became Instagram content for me to share for the entire next year. So one afternoon, spending no money, I got a year's worth of Instagram content. And then I also got, you know, like a full full set of product photos for my website.
0: Gotcha. So I'm curious, how did you batch those lifestyle shots for Instagram? Like, because if you're posting, like, say one per day, you'll need like what 300 photos or something like that. So,
1: well, I have a secret. I believe in reruns. All right. So anybody mm-hmm. who grew up watching Full House, you know that the episodes never get old, at least the good ones. Uh, or maybe people who relate to Friends better, because you know those those uh, reruns are still on. But in any case, if you've got a great photo that gets a great reception, you got to remember, maybe only like. Two or three percent of your followers actually see a photo anytime that you post it. Um, I don't know the exact percentages, but it's a whole lot less than than half. All right, and so I 100% believe in running reruns when you have a great photo that gets a great reception. So a lot of people, you know, they take like the art really seriously. And they're like, "Oh, I've already shared that picture. I could never share it again." You know, like like girls are with their outfits. Oh, I already wore those shoes last year. I can't I can't wear them again. All right, but if you've got a great photo. And it gets a great reception, and you never post it again. Well, you're just wasting your best content. So you don't actually need like 300 photos. The truth is, you could probably get by for an entire year on less than 100. But my my photographer, he didn't mind taking a little bit of extra time and getting me like a bunch of great a bunch of great photos. So I probably ended up with like somewhere between 80 and 100, and that lasted me all year.
0: We talked about uh, getting a model, photographer, venue, some stuff with equipment. Is there anything else we missed with kind of the basics of this strategy?
1: No, I'd say that that, that, that pretty much covers it. Of course, people can do – I don't know if you if you care if I plug the website. But if you want the complete guide, it's just at unoboy.com. And I've only got one article that really deals with photography. So just look for the, photo, you know, the DIY photography article. And it will walk you through step-by-step step exactly what I did.
0: Awesome. And before you started the call, you mentioned there was – A kind of five text message strategy update to this whole thing. So let's kind of spill the beans here.
1: Okay. So here's, here's what I got. I, I, I wrote that article and Shopify actually shared it around. So it got, it got a lot of eyeballs. All right. And so I was getting, you know how it happens when you publish a popular article, you get like tons of emails where people tell you the results, you know, exactly what you, exactly what you didn't want to hear. All right. So people email me and they're like, Hey, your, your guide was really inspirational. It was really cool. And I tried to I tried to recruit a photographer, like you said, but it didn't really work out. So I just spent $2,000 hiring a photographer. And it would be like, you know, like facepalm, like, ah oh, man, that's like exactly what I didn't want you to do. Like, that's the reason why I wrote the article, so you didn't spend any money for a photographer, right? And so I actually had one person who was ballsy enough to, like, call me. Like, they didn't, I don't share my number, but they, they asked, and they're like, can we just talk? Like, I'm really interested in this concept. And uh, so we just talked on the phone. And I told her, I said, I said, you should be able to recruit a photographer for free. I mean, like, I've never had a problem doing this for myself or for anybody else. Um, And she said, well, I asked around, like, like you said, but, you know, I just didn't get the name. And what I found out is that people just weren't asking around or they weren't asking the right people. And so I said, okay, how can I, how can I boil this down into a dead simple strategy that anybody, and so this is when I came up with the five text message strategy. And I'm telling you, anybody listening to this podcast, okay, if you need a new photo shoot, which if you're in e commerce, then you always do, all right, you need a new photo shoot. If you're listening to this podcast, you can plan and execute a photo shoot with a professional photographer, and you don't have to spend any money, and you can do it just by sending five text messages. So I'm gonna, like you said, I'm gonna spill the beans on that, okay? So you're going to send five text messages and do it, go ahead and do it today. Like go ahead and force yourself to do it right as soon as you turn this podcast off. All right. So you're going to send three text messages to your best friends. So these are the friends that you can depend on for a favor. You don't mind, you know, you don't, you feel comfortable texting and you're going to send them a text message and in your own words, it should basically say, Hey, so, you know, I've got this new e-commerce store and I need to plan a photo shoot. But I'm a startup. I have no budget. Who can you recommend? Who's professional or semi-professional, like aspiring professional, uh, who would like to get involved? Give me three names. Now, why do we ask for three names? If you ask for three names, they might give you one or two, or heck, maybe they give you three. But if you only ask for one, one name, you know how your friends are. You can't depend on them. They're like, oh, I can't really think of anybody. Sorry, buddy. All right. But if you if you ask for three names, you're almost guaranteed to get one. All right. So that's the first three text messages. So what are you going to do with the last two with text messages? So the last two, you want to send these to that person in your life or those two people in your life that you know who are well connected. All right. So everybody knows, I'm sure, you know, somebody like this, Terry, that, that he's like, you need your car fixed? Oh, I don't worry. I got a guy for that. Oh, you need a new suit. Don't worry. I got a guy for that. Okay. And he just, they're just outgoing people. They know everybody. They're well connected in town. And so you're going to send them a text message and These are not your best friends, all right? These are just people that you know just by virtue of the fact that they're well-connected, all right? And so you're gonna say, hey, I'm contacting you because I know that you're well-connected. I'm starting a business, I need to do a photo shoot, and I have no budget. Do you know of any professional or semi-professional photographers who would be willing to get involved? Can you give me three names? All right, so basically the same text messages, but you just wanna let them know, I'm texting you because you're well-connected all right and i've i've since since i gave it to that first lady this method okay i've actually shared it with like over a dozen people and i've never seen somebody who couldn't recruit a photographer within 24 hours and without spending any money any money any money out of pocket all right so give that a shot send five text messages you're going to end up with a list of like anywhere from like 5 to 12 names that they've given you and what you want to do is go look them up on facebook and rank them in terms of who do you like best all right so like in a dream scenario who would you work with if you could choose any of the 12 and contact them first now obviously you want to you want to give them a chance to respond you know to respond before you contact everyone else there's nothing more embarrassing than contacting like 10 photographers asking for free work and then they say yes and you're like oh actually somebody else already said yes before you no thanks all right so contact them one at a time in the order that you want to work with. So this is what people normally do. They're like, oh, I actually kind of know that person through a friend. So I feel comfortable talking to them. Don't, don't go after the one that you're comfortable talking to. Go after the one who's best. Um, sometimes you shock yourself, the things that you can achieve just by asking for them.
0: Gotcha. And does this apply to finding models too, or do you have a different strategy for that?
1: Yeah. So the same lady that I kind of developed this little shortcut to the shortcut for the, the five text message strategy, um, she, she sold this like CrossFit product, a great product. And, uh, she needed models too. And I actually told her, I said, you know, you could just ask your friends who do CrossFit and that would probably be fine. You probably know some fit people. But I said, what if you, what if you just ask, like, like in your area, I guarantee that there's one professional CrossFit, CrossFit athlete, like a guy that, that competes at the games every year. I said, what if you just asked him, like, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, you know he says no he doesn't have time you know then you know what did it cost you and so she she worked up the nerve to ask him and he actually did it for free so she got a professional CrossFit athlete to do the photo shoot for and all she had to do was share the pictures with him pretty cool
0: yeah or you just give him some free product and he does some free branding
1: for you too down the line yep yep she gave him some samples and he posted it all, all over his Instagram too so it was like free advertising
0: yeah so you get free photos you get a model he gets photos he gets free products yeah, uh, it's everyone a win-win. wins, exactly. All right, awesome. So I guess that's it for this episode. Then uh, people can find out more about you at unovoid.com. And how about your social handles? you on Twitter, Facebook, anything?
1: I'm not real active on uh, Twitter. I wish I was more, but it's Chris Jones with a Z, so J-O-N-Z, Chris Jones, J-O-N-Z. So I'm actually starting a new project. I literally just decided to do it yesterday and kind of launched it. Um, and I'm sharing it on Facebook, and so far it's got a, like a huge response. But I am doing, a, and this will be on my blog, but I'm going to do like a watch me start a lifestyle business from scratch and try to turn like a thousand dollar profit within four months. And I know that's a really modest goal, but, um, I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm looking for ideas and ways to force myself to write down some of the strategies that I use. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to see somebody like if they were starting over from scratch, what are all the strategies they would use to get to a thousand dollars in profit in a month, um, in a very short amount of time. And so, um, there's a there's a post on my blog right now. Um, I don't know when it'll go live, um, but as of the recording of this, it like it just went live last night, and uh, you can kind of subscribe and and watch along. And I'm gonna update with like little videos and and posts. And I'm gonna try to. I don't have an idea for a business yet, but I'm gonna go through the whole process of how to find a business idea, um, how to start marketing it, and and ultimately get some sales. So I'm gonna do the whole thing.
0: Alright, Chris. Thanks a lot. Uh, have a good morning. And then I'll let you know when this uh, goes live. All out right. All. Take care, man. That's nice to you. Thanks again for tuning in this episode. We'd like to thank our sponsor Klaviyo, an email marketing tool that lets you make more money with your store through super targeted and relevant email campaigns. So. One thing that's cool is that they can analyze your shopping cart, order history, even on-site behavior of your website visitors, and then you can send smarter emails that are more targeted and even personal. So whether that's upselling products to people that have only purchased one ski or getting them to come back again, there's plenty of ways you can make more money by using Klaviyo. So sign up for them free today at klaviyo.com, K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com, and it's free for your first 500 users.